But I really feel like at this point, Josh Bailey deserves the right to retire an Islander. They're still not out of the woods yet in terms of needing to clear cap space. Lou's not scared of anything, though. It's the latest completely new NHL arena, and if you're a player, why are you not interested in this? I just imagine like a psychotic Andrew Ladd sitting at home listening to this guy. I'm going to get those guys. <laughs> Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, episode 107, as we look ahead to the NHL expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken, the 32nd NHL franchise. And after that, immediately after that, the NHL entry-level draft, which we'll uh, briefly mention only because the Islanders do not have a first-round pick, so they will not get around to picking until number 52nd in the second round. But uh, hi, I'm your host, Andrew Gross of Newsday. Please find me on Twitter at agrossnewsday. And uh, please welcome back to the podcast our good friend Colin Stevenson, that's at Colin S. Newsday, who's going to help me break down the expansion draft. And uh, this is sort of like uh, back by popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) You got a fan on Twitter. (laughs) Well, you know, we had so much fun and, you know. Uh, I'm glad you invited me to come back. Uh, you know, I, I wish Neil were here. Uh, you know, it seems like it's incomplete without him. But uh, well, no. we, well, I don't know if you heard, but Neil, me and Neil like cut you out a couple yeah, episodes ago. You guys cheated on me. Yeah, you know, stuff. <laughs> it's all good though. But uh, yeah, no, the occasion of the expansion draft gives us a chance to. Uh, to podcast and then play a little poker later, I understand. That's in the offing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some poker. It's nickel, dime, and quarter, folks. I don't advocate real gambling. <laughs> it's, Especially in New York State where it's not yet legal. Yeah, right? exactly. Whatever. So, I mean, when, when I mention poker chips, it's really like potato chips, Doritos. <laughs> I got some tortillas in front of me. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to take your money. Okay. All right. Or we're well, going to take your chips. I brought a lot of it. So, yeah. you know, there we go. <laughs> Don't be that one guy. <laughs> Years ago, <laughs> one guy showed up to the game with a bag of change. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like 15 bucks in, in dimes and quarters. He just slammed it down on the table. Nice. I'm ready to play. And they were like, please leave. <laughs> No, that's not me. I didn't do that. <laughs> All right. You're safe. All right. So, yeah, the, the order of uh, uh, the week here is uh, poker. And then on Wednesday, we got the uh, the NHL expansion draft as the Seattle Kraken come in. And it, it could be a really wild 90 minutes on, on Wednesday night as the Seattle Kraken uh, reveal their picks. And, uh, you know, just... How crazy a night do you think it can be? How, I mean, you got Vlad Tarasenko out yeah. there who could be selected and flipped. Uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of scenarios out there. I know, you know, right now it looks like Josh Bailey might be the most attractive Islander. Oh, I, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, it, it, I think, I mean, not I think, I mean, I had heard that the, uh, the Kraken were very interested in Nick Letty. If he had gotten to the expansion draft, but uh, uh, Lou Lamarillo not wanting to lose Nick Letty for nothing turns and you know turns around, deals him to the Red Wings, winds up 
with their second round pick that, you know, he can then flip to Arizona, you know, to uh, get rid of Andrew Ladd's contract, which, you know, that's some pretty good work by Lou Lamorello. Pretty deft, pretty <laughs> deft. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, I didn't think there was any way you could get rid of that Andrew Ladd contract. And wow, that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly the Islanders, I mean, they're still not out of the woods yet in terms of needing to clear cap space because you, you do have, as we've discussed, Adam Pellick and Ilya Sorokin and Anthony Beauvillier up for deals. And, you know, you, what, are you, what are you doing with Casey Sezikis? And since we have a Ranger writer here, Barkley Goodrow is, is probably reportedly coming in at, at six years at $3.6 million. I mean... Does Casey Sezikis now get above 3.6 uh, from any team that signs him? Well, I don't know if he gets above 3.6. That seems that seems like a lot of money for a guy that's going to play in your bottom six or maybe your, your bottom three, for that matter. I don't know. Um, but but it's going to be a lot. I yeah. mean, it's going to be around that, um, and it's not going to be a one-year deal either. So, I mean, it's it, you're going to be committing to a guy um, who's got a lot of miles on him, uh, but who obviously is is a very valuable piece of of the uh, you know of the group and and it, you know in, in looking at what the Islanders did in in protecting both Matt Martin and Cal Clutterbuck, it certainly sort of gives you the idea that they're they're expecting or hoping at least to, to get Sezikis back and you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if they've already kind of you know Lou yeah. being Lou I'm sure they've already figured out what it's going to take and then Lou's like all right with it so yeah. I mean you know. I, I think that that's that's probably going to happen for the Islanders, but it'll be sad to see Josh Bailey go if he's the one that actually goes. Um, yeah, because I had been saying, I had come to the point where I feel like Josh Bailey. You know, I, I know this is kind of a romantic view of sports, yeah, and you yeah. can't look yeah. at it like. But I really feel like at this point, Josh Bailey deserves the right to retire. An Islander, and and I think if he did that, then there would be some discussion as to whether number twelve goes up into the rafters at, at some point. If he had had that long a career with yeah, the Islanders, I, I you know listen, I, you would know better than I. I mean, I I don't think it goes up there necessarily if he leaves. No Wednesday, but right, you know yeah. if he if he hangs around and plays another couple of years, and you know you never know. I mean, they came really close to. Getting to the finals this year, if they can get to a finals or win a cup uh, sometime before his career is over, then then yeah, I think yeah. that that would be uh, an item uh, that would certainly be discussed. Would be the first one to go up in the new building, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, I think you know as it develops, I think we're going to see very quickly exactly how much of a win now mode Lou Lamarillo is in. I mean, it certainly seems like you know. Lou's been in a win-now mode since. He's got to be, and he has been since he's been here. But if the Kraken, and and the the Kraken are certainly getting it out there that, you know, Josh Bailey may be their guy. Now, whether they want Lou to believe that or they really believe that, that they really do want Josh Bailey, we'll, we'll have to see that. But the important thing is that Lou believes the Kraken want Josh Bailey, right? 
I mean, Lou's not scared of anything, though. I mean, Lou's Lou's not afraid of making hard decisions, and I don't think Lou is as sentimental as you are about having Josh Bailey. No, 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 no. I, I know, it, but, so, but but my point is, how win now is he going to be? Is he going to give up a first and a third to no, the Kraken? No. No. Is he going? What? No. What will he offer to the Kraken what to does stay? Care. Off, to if, stay, if no. Were, if he wants to keep Josh Bailey, but, but yeah, but, but 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 I think you know Lou in Lou doesn't do anything by accident. You yeah. and I both know this, right? Yeah. I mean, he chose to protect Martin and Clutterbuck and expose. You know. You know. Yeah. I'm sure all of us expected that he would expose Everly and hope to get that contract off the books, but keep Bailey. Yeah. Lou chose to expose Bailey and keep Martin and Clutterbuck because he wants that fourth line kept together. So now that again, that suggests that he's he's gonna try and, and, and or may have already come to an agreement with Suzekist on coming back. So he's gonna keep that line together. And he's gonna lose one person. Yeah. And you know, I think as hockey players, you know, Everly, Bailey, they're kind of equivalent. Their salaries are roughly equivalent. You know, he's he's willing to lose Josh Bailey. I yeah. mean, he's absolutely not it would absolutely not make any sense at all to give up a first and a third to keep Josh Bailey because you might need that first at the trade deadline to go get somebody that you're gonna need. So yeah. Yeah. no, I wouldn't see I mean like if they lost Josh Bailey, I think Lou would be just, you know, happy to wish him well on the way out the door. If he loses Josh Bailey, I mean, I think I think we're and it, it's so funny because all you got to do is listen to a week ago when I had <laughs> Christian Arnold and Sean Cuthbert on right, from right. Uh, Hockey Night New York, where I said Casey Sezikis is not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that, that is an audio file, folks. Well, <laughs> we don't know that he's coming back. Um, you know, he might come back. I don't know. I mean, like, as of this point, we, we don't know anything. The, the, the expansion draft is Wednesday. Uh, the roster freeze ends on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, if they have a deal in place, um, Lou and Sezikis, and, you know, they could probably get that done and announce it on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And But then that also begs the question, you know, because... The Islanders have now about was it twelve point two million or so right. in cap space, right. but that does not include Johnny Boychuk's six million. Correct. If you know, we're we're all assuming Johnny Boychuk is not, not playing another season on LTIR, right. so the Islanders can spend above the 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 cap ceiling by Boychuk's six million. Right. So now you know in a, in effect the Islanders have an eighty seven point five million yes. salary cap. Which yeah. by the way, I mean, not to get you started, this will they're going to be above board from it, and that will be there from day one of the regular season. All right, right? all right, all right, right. Just in my own defense, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Boychuk isn't coming through that door to play for them in the playoffs. No, he's not. No, so, so it's, yeah. uh, I don't the the, the LTIR rule. Is meant to assist teams in in situations such as this. They have a six million dollar player that can't play. They're allowed to replace that guy. Yes. And, but you know, as opposed to what the Tampa Bay Lightning did with Nikita Kucherov, just to remind everybody, the guy sat out the entire regular season and was there for game one of the playoffs. You're like Joe Pesci in that scene in Goodfellas. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And by the 
way led the, led the playoffs in scoring. So I don't want to, you know. All right. But so, I, rank, I think so if if the Islanders in effect we we think are going to have an eighty seven point five million right 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 do you now see Kyle Palmieri as a returnee or do you think Lou Lamarillo is going to wait to see whether he can bring in a Gabriel Landis guy yeah Maybe. no I, I don't I don't see uh, I don't see Palmieri coming back um, certainly not on the first day right um, you know. It'll it'll it well, might be I, like what what happened in 2018 when uh, he who shall not be named left. Yeah. And then after that, they were able to sign Anders Lee. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which and it turns out, I mean, the stories are they had an agreement in place with Anders Lee. Right. Well, right. Correct. You know, I I think the two things that have to work themselves out before the Islanders do bring back. Kyle Palmieri, if that's how it works, is you got to see where Vladimir Tarasenko is going. I was going. just going to ask. I mean, yeah. like, wh- who would you rather have? If, Tar- I mean, if, if you're you. Well, for me, Tarasenko, if the three options are Tarasenko, Landeskog, or Palmieri, I, I don't think there's any question you, you, you try and get Landeskog in here, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tarasenko's got the shoulder injury. Although he's a you know seven point five million on the books through another season. Landeskog, what's he gonna get though? I mean, he's gonna get he's, gonna, he's right? gonna be a ten million dollar yeah, player. Gonna, yeah, so you know that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but this goes back to Lou, Mister Win Now, right? right? I mean, Landeskog would be a power move in the Win Now category, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it, sure, but I'm less. I'm 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 less uh, confident, I guess. Confidence not the word I'm looking for, but I, I think it's less probable they would get Landis Cog, and probably more probable that they would get Tarasenko. Yeah, because it's a you trade. Know, the, the ca- yeah, I mean, it, and the and the cost is you know what the cost is. It's, yeah. it's less than this guy, and it's a two year deal. So if it doesn't work, you know, you're only on the books for for one more year. You can buy out the last year if you want, or just live with it, or hope that he comes back the last year. So. Uh, how how much do you worry about that shoulder though? I mean, because um, you know the story. The stories are coming out that his shoulder is okay. Teams are are okay. They're they're kicking the tires on the shoulder, and the shoulder is coming up clean. But still, it, it's really been two seasons since Vladimir Tarasenko has been Vladimir Tarasenko. So yeah, but it, they've been two abnormal seasons. Yeah, no, one that totally. cut short for the for the you know the pandemic, and one was shortened because of the pandemic. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think uh, anything that happened in the last two seasons you can say, you know, with, with any certainty that you know it's it's normal. So, um, you know, it's a it's a risk, but yeah. you're going to have to take a risk somewhere along the line. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and Lou, Lou want... is not risk adverse no, at all. No, not at all. Not at all. You're gonna you, you're gonna have to take. And plus, remember, if you lose Eberly. That's five point five off your off your, off your yeah. additional five point five off your book. And you know the thing is now that you know now that he actually traded Andrew. La- and by the way, I I, I <laughs> tried to go back. I have not found another instance of a one way trade. I mean, can you call it a trade? It wasn't a trade. It was like here, take Andrew Ladd, but we have to give you three picks. To take Andrew Ladd, yeah. and, and it was a, you know what the crazy thing was? It's a fair price. You didn't get anything back but the resulting cap space, right. normally, and that's a fair price. Normally, um, 
you you know that's something you might see in the NBA. Yeah. You know where you you trade a, a team that's you know strapped under the cap could trade a player into yeah. into you know to another team that has cap space and take back cap space. Yeah. Um, that's not something you normally see in the NHL. Normally, what would happen is yes, you would give up all these picks and you would get like some compens. You'd yeah, get like a seventh round pick. I was going to say, like I, I, I was, I was expecting like a seventh round pick yeah. for that, and but I was, oh, you can't even get a seventh <laughs> round. pick. Hey, listen, man. As you said in your story, literally addition by subtraction. Yeah, well, yeah, and then and and again, when I wrote that, I was like. Ah, Boy, that really looks like a dig at Andrew Ladd. It was not a dig at Andrew Ladd the person. It was a dig at Andrew Ladd the contract. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but I think uh, you know. I mean, listen, he's Lou's, Lou's done some some good work already. He's, he's yeah. uh, you know this off season. And again, you know, t- to get back to the expansion draft and bring it back to you know whether he loses Bailey or you know or Everly. I mean, he's taking another five million off. Assuming one of those guys goes, I mean, maybe Seattle yeah. takes Otto Koivula or something. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know, but uh, but yeah, you know. So there's, you know, he's going to have even more flexibility probably by Thursday. Yeah, I'm also wondering just to bring it back to Sezikis just real quickly. If he can't get it done with Sezikis, say that there really isn't a deal in place, is that because he's comfortable putting Travis Zajac in between? Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. I, I suppose. I mean, Zajac is is a UFA, right? He's not yeah. signed. Uh, and but he's, he's going to come in like Andy Green on a one-year yeah. 725. Yeah, yeah, or, or a million or yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, so yes, I would think that that's probably, that's probably a, an yeah. option as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really want Neil here for this. But <laughs> my other thought was he's going to commit to having Leo Komarov. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, if you're Neil, Neil, if you're listening, would you rather have Seattle take Everly and five point five million off the cap, or take Komarov off your, uh, you know, out of your your sight? Yeah, what would Neil have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, he always roots for the quote. So, <laughs> well, that's a fair point. That's a yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, so the expansion draft is Wednesday, and then you have the entry level or the entry draft uh, Friday, Friday and yeah. Saturday. The Islanders do not have a first round pick as of this moment. I don't think they're getting one. Um, you know, you lose know. lose collecting players for now, not for four or five years down the road. Um, they don't have a first round pick. Uh, they they sent that to the Devils for uh, Zajac and Palmieri. So I, I do expect day one, Friday night, to probably be a quiet night for the Islanders. And then, you know, they, they still have the one second round pick. They go two through seven on Saturday. But those, you know, even starting in the second round, you're not looking at players that are going to help you, you know, in two seasons. You know, you're looking at, at longer term okay. projects. Yes, guys are going to finish their junior career and maybe play here in the minors. Yeah, yeah. So... So I, I thought the Rangers yes could make some noise. Yes, the Rangers could make some. I mean, they have what the fifteenth pick. They have the fifteenth pick, and I don't expect them to make it. I expect them to trade that somehow, somewhere, maybe to Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Jack, you're on the Jacka. No, I, I don't know. I just I don't expect them to make it. They're going to trade it to somebody for somebody. I, I got to be honest, like, and maybe it's just because he, you know, it's such a bad situation in Buffalo. But 
boy, I would I would not be on the Jack Eichel trade. I know he's got some really good skill, but I would not be on the Jack Eichel train whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think they have to... So the Rangers and the Islanders are in it, obviously in different situations. And just a real quick note on the Rangers. You know, they've been in this rebuild for three years, and now it's time to, to really exit the rebuild. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I don't say desperation, but they are really going to be looking to be aggressive to try and get some players to make make sure they get into the playoffs. The Barkley-Goudreau trade was actually a smart move. I mean, yeah, no, I, I like that trade a lot. He's a, a, you know, the guy had a, <laughs> you know, Islander fans know that this guy's legit. Well, that that line to me, I mean, we, we talk about Martin Sezikis clutterbuck, yeah. the, the Coleman... Uh, Goudreau and, and Yanni Gord trio. Right, right. That was to me. That was the key to that whole series right. for the Lightning. I mean, they were that good. Yeah, and then, and then so you think about Tampa, and obviously eighteen million dollars over the salary cap, as we've discussed at, at <laughs> item. Uh, but they, you know, they did get something back for uh, <clears throat> for Goudreau. Yeah, and you know, both Gord and Coleman are. Available for selection in the in the uh, expansion draft, right? So I mean that that line could be blown up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we do have some Andrews uh, questions for Andrews answers uh, to get to uh, um, in a little bit. Um, but first, uh, Colin, uh, you know, on uh, the other day on uh, on Monday, uh, Nashville Predators defense prospect Luke Prokop uh, on his Instagram right. account you know, announced, you know, publicly that he was coming out. And he could be potentially the first active NHL player who is openly gay. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it was a very big day for the NHL, I think. I mean, we, we've – society has been moving in this direction. We've seen it in the NFL. You've had some baseball players, although – they they announced afterwards, right? Yeah, there's so there's um, there have been a couple of retired NBA players who've come out. Right, again. right. Um, and this kid's not an NHL player yet. No, he right? he has he's he's played four seasons in the the Western Hockey League with the Calgary Hitmen. Um, he was a third round pick. the The odds of a third round pick. You know, even as a defenseman making the NHL or, you know, they're less than 50-50. I think, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if if he makes it. Probably not, you know, this year. No. This will be his first training camp with the Predators, right? Yeah. So, uh, he's 19 years old and and good for him. And uh, listen, I hope he makes it. Um, Yeah. You know, I wouldn't expect that he would make it. In his first training camp, but I hope he makes it at some point. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, certainly been initiatives through the NHL to be more inclusive and to make sure that everyone is feels welcome. And I just, I just feel like, you know, this is a this is a big step to to kind of, you know, knock away some of the stereotypes and fears that that some other players may have in the in the dressing room. Well, if yeah, I mean, if if. If things go well for him, whether you know, I guess he would go back to juniors. Right? No, no, I, I, I think he's AHL. Oh, no, he's nineteen. He's nineteen. Yeah. When is his birthday. May sixth. So yeah, probably right. so another. He's, he'd probably go back to juniors. Yeah, one year. more season. Um, and and we'll see how it goes for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, like he's he's a couple years away from the NHL. 
Yeah. But it doesn't. It's about professional hockey. If he gets, you know, let's say he goes back to the Western League for one more season, you know, things go well for him, and then he signs a contract, and then he's playing in the minor leagues for a couple of years. I mean, you know, things get rough in the minor leagues too. I mean, there's a lot of trash talk. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's a league where fighting uh, is, uh, you know, part of the game, and you know, other stuff. So. Yeah. You know, let's see how it turns out for him. But good for this young man. He's six four. It says here on his six five two twenty one. He's a big man. So he, you know, if he can drop the gloves and take care of himself, then uh, you know yeah. he can defend himself yeah. if necessary. So yeah, and look, we know the Western Hockey League is not for uh, you know shrinking violets no. anyway. No. So, uh, so good for him. Now listen, it's good for it's good for everybody. It's good for him that he can now. Yeah. He doesn't have to hide anything, and he can yeah. just be who he's going to be. He'd be comfortable. And, and and when you read the stories, the reaction he got from the Predators' sure. management was very encouraging. You know, it, 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 to, to be who you are, basically. You know? Yeah, and, and I, we should all, you know. Yeah, it's a good lesson. I don't want to get sappy, but we should all be who we are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let me now move on to... Uh, the further, we, we do have questions uh, from some subscribers to Newsday's uh, Islanders text, and I will call those questions up. It's time for your questions with Andrew's Answers. And not surprisingly, the gist of the questions here have to do with personnel moves yeah. because that's what time of the season yeah. is. Uh, let's see. Um, so we'll, we'll start with uh, a new subscriber here, um, Joey Hunsberger, um, son of Joe Hunsberger, oh, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, okay. yeah, and Joey, Joey wants to know, what other players do you think the Islanders can get this offseason and players that can help them make it to the final? Um, and do you think Gabriel Landeskog would be among them? And look, I, you know... Yes, I, w- I think the Islanders have a chance to get Gabriel Landeskog. And, and I've said this several times over several different media outlets, but the idea that the Islanders are now uh, a preferred destination. You, you saw the Islanders were on Vlad Tarasenko's like, right. shortlist. Right. You, know, you hear that Gabriel Landeskog is targeting the Islanders as one of the teams he would be interested in playing for. And, you know, it's... What it, I keep saying, what a difference. But really, if you look at it, if you're a player around the league, you look at the structure Lou Lamarillo's, Lou Lamarillo is building, the, the structure that Barry Trotz is building, the pedigree of Barry Trotz and his coaching staff, you look at back-to-back trips to the NHL semifinals, you look at three straight trips to at least the second round, and you look at a new arena. Right? I mean, and, you know, Seattle coming into the league is essentially going to have a new arena, but it's really a renovated old arena that they've completely rebuilt. UBS Arena, you know, from the ground on up, it's, 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 it's the latest completely new NHL arena. And if you're a player, why are you not interested in this? So, you know, I, like I said, I, I think on July 28th, Gabriel Landeskog, what happens with him will be the first matter of order of business for a ton of franchises. And then you can, you know, go from plan A to plan B to plan C. And it could even happen before then, you know, I mean, yeah. theoretically. Right, even uh, tr- trade for his rights and yeah, sign him. You know, I mean, the, the, um, 
he is exposed. He could be taken by Seattle, who may or may not, you know, then yeah. you know, wheel him to somebody else. So, I mean, it's a... Yeah, no, they're, they're, I would think the Islanders would be in the mix for, for him. That's a possibility, you know. Um, and, and it'd be really interesting. And, and one of the things about New York, with, you know, with the Islanders, is you can be in New York without being in, in, yeah, yeah. in, in the heart of the city. And, and a lot of these guys like that idea. Yeah. You can be in New York without being, you know, in the place with the tall building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a family. I just want to live in the suburbs somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and to me, it's a very interesting question if you're Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, right? Right. You're, you're coming from a, a Colorado Avalanche team that is on the precipice right. of... I mean, if the, if the Avalanche win a Stanley Cup in the next three seasons, absolutely 0% of the world is going to be surprised Correct. at that, right? I picked them, I, you know, I yeah. picked them to win the 21 Stanley Cup. Right. You know, they didn't win it, but yeah. they, they've been there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe if Nazem Kadri doesn't go and get himself suspended, they, they have a better series against Vegas, right? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, who knows? Um, the point is, if you're Gabriel Landeskog, you know, you're in that situation, so you clearly you clearly want to win now. You know, you, you want every player wants to win now, but going to an expansion team now is not like going to the Ottawa Senators in the early '90s. No. You know, the expectation and, and the way the rules are set up is you you could have a Vegas situation where this team could be a cup contender in its first season. So I, I think if you're Gabriel Landeskog, it's a really interesting question whether if you get selected by Seattle, this is a place that you want to settle in and, and, and be there, right? Well, I, I would think he's probably talking to Seattle right now because yeah. he's a UFA, right? Right, yeah. So, so they, they, have, they have a window to talk to him. They have exclusive rights to talk to him before this. Yeah. They can like, flesh all that out. And if I'm them, yeah. I wouldn't select them. Yeah, because I would select somebody else, and yeah. then you could sign him on July twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and by the way, speaking of that, and going just circling back to our Carey Price talk, <laughs> uh, it, it does strike me that the uh, the the Kraken have already reached out to the Panthers goalie Chris Dreiger, right, and worked out a deal there. So probably not going to take Carey Price as well. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. You know, and and you and I were discussing before we started this whether we would or not. I think it's you know it's really expensive. Yeah, it's yeah. A really expensive contract. He's a good player. Uh, he's probably worth the money right now. Right now he is. For, yeah. You know, for five more years and. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know where the cap is going. It's 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 tough. It's, yeah. it's tough to to do that. Let's see. Uh, Michael Trucarico says, who do you think Seattle is targeting from the Islanders in the expansion draft? I think Lou will try to get Seattle to take Eberle, possibly in a deal that lands Tarasenko. But if it's a straight-up pick, I think Seattle takes uh, Sebastian Ajo. He's an inexpensive defenseman with offensive upside who has not been given a chance at the NHL level. These are the types of players an expansion team needs in bunches. Yeah, I mean, an expansion team needs all sorts of types of right, players right. in bunches. And right. certainly a young defenseman is among the needs, for sure. I mean, a Kiefer Bellows, an upcoming, you know, potential scorer. You know, we saw what the Vegas did with Jonathan Marshall. Yeah, right? no, and, and the thing is, too, 
you know, we don't know at this point as we sit here what, what Seattle's thinking, but there are lots of cho- choices and options for them. There mm-hmm. are m- many what you would consider top six forwards available. Yeah. They want to pay the money. There is Carey Price available. So they're, they're, you know, Jonathan Quick is available. Yeah. Lots of guys are there. Uh, Mark Giordano, the, the captain of the Calgary Flames, he, is available. He's going to get selected and probably flipped, I would think. So, right. So yeah. they have to, Seattle, have to take one player and one player only from each team, yeah. each existing team except for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's 30 players they're going to have to take. Obviously, only 23 players are on your roster. So some of those guys that they're taking mm-hmm. aren't going to be on the team on opening night. Yeah. And probably more than seven of them aren't going to be on the <laughs> team on opening night, right? Because some guys are going to flip, and they're going to take some young guys who are going to be in the minors. Um, you know, and so... and. You know, I yes, sure, they could take Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. Uh, they could take any number of people. I mean, they could take Corvilla, yeah. they could take Bellows, they could yeah. take... They could take Andy them. Green, they could they take... Could, a, yeah. they, they, you could take Andy Green. I don't Green. think you're going to take Andy Green. I, but they could. They could. They, they could take to. Andy yeah. Green and make him their first captain, you know? Uh, no, okay. okay. Uh, but who do I think they're targeting? Right now, I think they're targeting Bailey. Big bet. Yeah, I, th- I, I to, to get back, I think they want the Islanders to think they're targeting Josh yeah, Bailey. That's what that's what we've heard, and, and it would make uh, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, here's a guy who plays a nice game, top six forward, um, manageable contract. Yeah. Um, good good guy. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want that guy? Yeah, and I and I don't disagree that you know Lou would probably prefer Seattle to take Everly and keep Bailey here, but. Yeah, I mean, for for a couple of reasons. Number one, you, you know, you mentioned the sentimental part of it. And, you know, Lou's not an ogre. I mean, yeah. he's aware of the sentiment part of it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that he's going to let that drive his decision making. Um, but I think it's also an extra, you know, a five point five million dollar cap hit as opposed to a five million dollar cap. Yeah. It's just that much. Yeah, I mean, under a flat cap, every penny every yeah. penny counts. And I think that the two players. You know, again, you would know better than I, but to me, they're equivalent. One's yeah. right-handed shot, one's a left-handed shot. They mm-hmm. both play right wing. They're both top six wingers. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, you know, that $500,000 a year for three years, uh, it would be the difference yeah. for me. Bailey, Bailey's probably a little bit of a better passer and sets up other people probably a little bit better than Jordan. Jordan. I mean, Jordan's a little faster, no? I mean, yeah, Jordan's a little faster, but he, he needs more help to get himself into yeah. space. And But again, it depends on who else they take and how, how yeah. they build. And, and they can sign free agents too. It's not just these 30 guys. I yeah. mean, they're going to be in the hunt. They're going to draft somebody on, on July 24th. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in the free agent game on July 28th as well. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's not just these 30 guys yeah. that they take. I, and that's a good point. They may not want to take... Like, this is... You know, you don't spend all your money in the expansion draft. Right. You want to hold back a little bit so you can be a, a player on uh, July 28th. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at that, you know, a Koivula or a Bellows or a Sebastian sure, Ajo yeah. makes tons of sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. So does Andy Green. <laughs> uh, uh, Thomas Boyle says... Do you see Lou making a huge trade or a free agent signing this summer? I'll answer it two ways. One, yes. And two, 
I think he's already made a huge trade. Yes. With Andrew Lamb. Yeah. He, well, yes. He's made, in, in effect, he's made two trades. Right? Yeah. yeah. Rid- Nick, Nick Letty. Nick Letty as well. I mean, he's yeah. cleared 10. Yeah. You know, what, that was 11 million in two days. In two days. So, um, and, and that lad contract is, is really, really was, that's, that's some fine work to, to be able to get rid yeah. of that contract. Yeah. And again, as you said earlier, Nothing against Andrew Ladd, the person. But, yeah. But uh, that contract had become an albatross. Yeah. And you know what? Good for Andrew Ladd, too, because who he, knows? Maybe he gets a chance to play. He gets a time. chance to play, yeah. You know? <laughs> How about the condition? So the, the condition, <laughs> uh, they, they send a second-round pick, number 60 this year, right, yeah. To, yeah. to Arizona. Next year, the, the Islanders have two second-round picks. They'll send the better, of the, the, the better of the two to Arizona. The third year, so now we're looking at, what, 2023, right? It's a conditional third-round pick. The condition is, if Ladd plays one game... In that season. In 22-23, one game, Arizona gets a third-round pick. Listen, he's going to play a game for Arizona in that season. I, I, I can't tell you that. I really can't tell you that. I mean, you know, look... Again, this is nothing against Andrew Ladd, the person, but we, we know he's had those two knee injuries. And, you know, you just, I don't, I can't tell you he's going to play one game for the Arizona. One game. He didn't play one, one game. game. <laughs> he played one game this season for Bridgeport. Right. But that was because the Islanders didn't want him to play games. Right, and, right. Yeah. So, no, good for Andrew Ladd. Good he, for him. He, I, mean, I hope, yeah. I hope uh, this he, is a fresh start for him and he has yeah. an opportunity. Yes, yes. John, <laughs> I, just, I just imagine like a psychotic Andrew Ladd sitting at home listening to this guy. I'm going to get those guys. <laughs> I'm just going to get those guys. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of, you know, Andrew Ladd doesn't play a game this season, doesn't play a game the following season. And in that like season, that, that 2022 yeah. 23 season, He's like buried in the East Coast League or something, and they call him up just to play him in one. Just to get that. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll be like a fourth line guy. He'll get like five shifts, and then that's it. They get a third round pick. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's a good point. Yeah, he's going to play one game in 22 23. Uh, yes. So yeah, he's going to play retired. one game. Yeah, no, he's going to play Unless one. Unless he's retired. Unless he's retired, he'll, he'll play, play one. one, one yeah, it's a free pick. Yeah, why would yeah, it's you? It's a free why, pick. How could you not do that? <laughs> anyway, Andrew Ladd sitting at home. I'm not that cheap, guys. <laughs> John Pisano asks, um, is it possible to move Eberly, Hickey, and Komarov and somehow free another 11 or so million and then have over 20 to 21 million in cap space? I wanted to know if it's possible or is it fantasy hockey to use a Barry Trotz? Uh, no, uh, well, John thought that was uh, Lou said to me it was fantasy hockey. That's actually Barry, Barry Trotz's yeah. line about, you know, why is Leo Komarov on the top line? Well, you guys can play fantasy hockey. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and on my fantasy hockey team, Leo is Leo not playing. Not, yeah, no. yeah, he might and, not be in your A team. Uh, anyway, could could they move? Uh, you know, could they move more salary? Yeah, I mean. Now that we've seen him move Andrew Ladd... Yeah, if you can move Andrew Ladd, you can move... Yeah, I, I, think, I think you can move Jordan Everly's contract. Because someone's going to want a well, top six score. Yeah, he's a, he's a legit player. I mean, like, yeah. he's a legit 20-goal guy. I mean, yeah. you know. Um, and $5.5 million is, uh, 
you know, assuming you don't lose his contract in in Wednesday's expansion draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think there's there's people that would be interested in him if not the Islanders. You know, yeah. why and, wouldn't you want to keep him? And Thomas Hickey. Um, this sort of bleeds into the the next question. Michael Fernandez says, "What do you think the Islanders will do to replace Nick Letty?" And you know, it's well, a, that's an interesting question. It's like a very question. good yeah. point because you know, you know, you're you're, you're just looking at the at the numbers, and you get rid of the five point five million. You still need you still six need... six defensemen out right. there, you... and Nick Letty. Look, you know, He's I, I a know top four guy. Yeah, I know people had some issues maybe with his defense, uh, partnered with Scott Mayfield, but he got you what, like twenty eight assists? I mean he was and, and he and he played the average twenty minutes a game. Yeah, I mean so. it's it is a hole in the lineup. It's a very good point. And that's why I was gonna say you can move Thomas Hickey. Or is Thomas Hickey a viable candidate to be a candidate to, to be in the Islanders' top seven next season, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, I, I think Lou would prefer, you know, probably, you know, I know Vince Dunn's name has been out there a lot, and they're, they're probably, again, once we get through the crack and expansion draft, you're going to have a better idea probably of which kind of defensemen are going to move. Right. Um. But, yeah, no, I, I think the Islanders will wind up making a trade that brings in a defenseman at some point because they do have that need. Or they, or they could sign a guy, you know. Um, there are going to be free agent defensemen out there that you could sign. You, um, do you want to sign a, 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 you know, you just got rid of Nick Letty, who was, what, $5.5 million cap hit, so you probably aren't going to want to sign another $5.5 no, million no. guy because that would defeat the purpose of it. But you could probably get a $3 million guy or, yeah. you know, I mean, depends on what you're, what you're looking to do. I mean, I mean you can re-sign Braden Coburn and use him as a seventh D-man. Sure. You, you know? Well, you need... <laughs> you, you need you a, need, a you need a fourth D-man right now. I mean, right, and, and, and the... <laughs> The other question is when when do the Islanders prospects mature? You know, a Samuel Bolduck or Bodie right. Wild, sure. you know. So you know, okay. is a, a Parker Wotherspoon, a Mitch Vandesumple, you know, are those guys going to push or are they really, you know, AHL players? And I think you're gonna find that out in training camp. Well, so yeah, but I mean I think, you know, I think you're going to want to if you're gonna wanna bring in a veteran of some uh, note. Yeah. To at least force a young guy to beat somebody out if a young guy's... You know, you don't want to hand anything to a young guy. No. So, no. I mean... Well, and, and the Islanders young. Bulldog, you know, I don't think Boldy Wild. I, I think they need another season in the AHL, especially after just a 24-game yeah, AHL season. Yeah. This AHL season doesn't count. You played uh, yeah. two, two other teams. Yeah, you need some more seasoning on those guys. So, uh, well, that is the end of the questions. And I also... Uh, We'll be wrapping this up. I just want to thank uh, my good friend Colin Stevenson for dropping by. And uh, that's Colin S. Newsday on Twitter. And you can follow everything Colin and I do or say. And that's on the Newsday website at newsday.com backslash sports. There are individual web pages for all the different teams. So have fun with that. And until uh, we come back with you with the next episode... Happy hockey, everybody.